Well, we are entering into my favorite season of the year. I am a fall guy all the way. Love fall. I don't know about you. My second favorite season would be winter because I like cooler weather, colder temperatures. It's just me. You don't have to agree. You can be wrong if you want. But I, it's just, you know. Here's my theory. I got a theory on this, and I've, I've probably put too much thought into this, but here's my theory. My theory is you can almost always put more clothes on to warm up. You can only take so many clothes off. And don't you wish everybody knew that? <laughs> yeah, I look at some people and I'm like, no, 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 no. Be kind to the universe. I love the fall. I love all the seasons, really. I'm a nature kind of guy. You know that. That's not a surprise to you if you've been around for any amount of time. I love all the seasons, and I love where we live, that we get to experience all the different seasons, even the summer that lasts 10 months sometimes. Yeah, um, I love the seasons of nature. But life has seasons too, doesn't it? Life, our lives have seasons. But You already knew that, didn't you? In fact, humanity has known this for a very, very long time. You can go all the way back, all the way back. Let's let's go 900 years or so before Jesus came to earth. And we find King Solomon dropping this dime on us right here. For everything there is a season. And a time for every activity under heaven. You know this, right? In fact, you know this very well. Let me, let's do this again. Let's do it together. Y'all participate. You know what to do for everything. I didn't know that. There is a season. Yeah, yeah, and a time for activity under heaven. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. You're like, ah, that's where that came from. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty cool, huh? Life has seasons, and in this series where we're talking about the perfect family. And again, the word family there means different things to different people. For you, your family may be your biological family. For those of you, your family may be people that are not genetically related to you, biologically connected to you, but they're so close to you that you're like family. So this is a series on relationships, and there is no perfect family. In this series on relationships, we're going to talk about in the next few minutes the season that your family is in, the life season that you're in. I want you to think about it. Think about the season you're in. And you know it. You may not have to describe it. You may not have a label for it. Or you may have a label for it and you can't share it right now. I get it. Um, But think of the season that you're in. And here's what I want you to know about your season of life with your family, the people you love and the people who love you. Your season, whatever it is, This is your life, this season that you're in. It's your life right here, right now. This is your life. And for some of you, you take inventory of your current season and you would admit that it's better than you thought it would be at this point. I mean, you're just like, man, everything is good. It's good. And everything's kind of up and to the right and, you know. Friends are good, family's good, marriage is good, kids are good, dog is good, the cat's never good, but they're cats. So, I mean, just everybody that I'm, 
you know, related, I mean, connected to here. Everything is really good right now. And, or maybe you survey the season that you're in and it's just not. It is not what you want, not what you thought, not what you hoped, not what you dreamed, not what you prayed. It's just not. Regardless of whether the season of life that you're in is better than or less than what you thought or what you anticipated, you need to know this. This is your life. Now, it ain't all of your life. It's a season, and season come and go. We know that. But this is your life. This season you're in is an undeniable part. I mean, inescapable part of your one and only life. It is so important to start there. Even though we're all in different seasons, all at the same time, it's kind of fascinating to think about it, the different seasons of life that people are in, all at the same space and the same time, the same place. For some of you, your season of life with your family, with your relationships, with your world, is described by the fact that you are single. And that's a season of life. Or maybe you're single again, and that is a season of life. You're dating, maybe, or not, and you want to be. That's a season. Perhaps your season of life is that you are married. Maybe you're newly married. Maybe you've been married for a little while, and now you have little kids. Little tiny kids. That's a season. Or maybe your kids are a little bit older, and maybe they're old enough, and now they're teenagers. And we know that's a season. Woo! Yeah. Or perhaps maybe your kids are a little bit older and they're out of the house now and you're in the season of emptiness. It's a real season. Real season. Yeah. And you have you have adult kids. Wow. Parenting is just different. It's just you still parent, right? It's just different through the seasons. You're never not a parent if you're a parent. Or the season of life that you're in, maybe you are caring for your aging parents. And, and now your parents are needing things from you you never dreamed that they would need. It's just life. It's, it happens. It's the seasons. Or even though we don't like to talk about that season, it's a real season. The season where we're preparing for the finality of life, the end of life. Yeah, that's tough. And for some of you, you're now not just in that, you're past that, and you're in a season of grieving for someone that you lost not too long ago. Oh, those are tough seasons. So your season of life may be described by the fact that you're in school, education, or maybe you're in school again, or going back to school, or maybe it's a, it's a career thing, a career move. You have a new job, or you lost a job, or you started your own business and you're now self-employed. Those are all seasons. Or maybe your season is really described by a problem, a problem with your finances, a problem in a relationship, or this season may be a problem with your health. It could be that your season is kind of like an in-between thing, and you're not quite sure. You're in a good season, and you're going into a hard season, and you don't you, you see it coming, you maybe, maybe, it's, it's hard to tell. Or maybe you're in a difficult season and you're going, you're, you're going to a better season. That's really good. It could be that the season you're in is a really short season and you don't know it's going to be a short season. Or it's a long season, you don't really know how long it's going to be. Or it's a slow thing. Or maybe your season has just suddenly changed on you and something was decided or a tragedy happened or somebody died or 
Yeah, seasons of life. Now, when you're young, er, you um, tend to want to speed through seasons, right? You're, you're like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just a season. It's just a season. Oh, yeah. And so you just kind of hang on, and here we go. And oh, yeah, it's just a season, especially the difficult ones. Oh, it's just, yeah. And when you're older, you realize there's only so many seasons left, so you begin to savor the seasons and you slow them down a little bit more because, after all, it is just a season. But this is your life, and this is just a season. Know that, start there, and hold on to that as we talk about the season you're in. And let's go back to the first century yet again to this letter that Paul the Apostle wrote to a group of Christians in the first century and even though he wrote it to Christians, it has application to you whether or not you're a follower of Jesus. It's just that if you're a follower of Jesus, this is really, you know, required stuff for us. But we've been talking about Paul's letter to the Ephesians in the series, this perfect family series. And remember, he said things like, you know, submit to one another, the whole you before me and how that impacts our relationships and our family. And last week, you know, the conflict thing when you're fighting it out and how to, how to navigate the icky, sticky waters of that. And so as we think about the seasons of life and the seasons of our family relationship life, however you define that, I want you to think about that as we hear these words. Because even though he wrote it, oh, so long ago, we still need it. Be careful how you live. In the season that you're in, however you want to describe the season, be careful how you live. Don't live like a fool. But those that are wise... Don't live like fools. And the reason he needs to say that is because we do. We do. I do. You do. We do. We, we often are foolish in how we live our lives. And instead, we need to be wise. Wise, not foolish. And I think we all can look back in past seasons and go, yeah, that was not so smart. That was not wise. In other words, we have regrets, don't we? I have regrets, you have regrets. You don't have to live very long to have regrets. Everybody has regrets. Even those of you that like to say, I got no regrets, man. Yeah, yeah, no. You also have no clue. <laughs> Everybody's got regrets. Everybody. Unless you have managed to go through life perfectly, when you have regrets. So the idea here is to minimize the regrets as much as possible because no one's going to do this perfectly. There is no perfect family. So you minimize your regrets as much as possible to be wise, not foolish. How do we do this? Paul tells us how to do it. You do it by making the most of every opportunity. Making the most. Think about your season of life right now. The season of your family, the season of your marriage, the season of your relationships. Make the most of this opportunity. Don't act thoughtlessly. Don't act thoughtlessly. In other words, he wants us to act thoughtfully. To live full of thought, not with less thought. So we got to think about this. Got to think about this. I want to think more about this to live thoughtfully, not thoughtlessly. Ultimately, understanding what the Lord wants. Because there's a spiritual component to this, right? So whatever season you're in, whatever season you're in, you need to understand this. You want to minimize regret and live wisely and not foolishly. 
And you do so by making the most of every opportunity you have in this season, whether it's not the season you thought you would be in or want to be in or really are, you know, wow, you don't even know how to describe the season you're in. Okay, think about it, be intentional about it, and make the most. Because the Lord is up to something in your life, even in this season. In other words, you can say it like this. All seasons have reasons. They do. I wish there was a less cliche way to say that, but you'll remember that all seasons have reasons. Just like nature. All the seasons of nature have their reasons, right? Uh, winter, spring, summer, fall, they all have reasons. And sometimes some things, things need to die off in a season, and sometimes things need to grow in a season. But all seasons bring change in nature. Same thing is true in life. The kicker, though, is when I say all seasons have reasons, we don't always know the reason. We don't always see the reason. We don't always understand the reason, but it doesn't mean there's not a reason. And so that's where we learn to trust. That's where trust comes in to say, okay, God, I don't, I don't know the reason for this. Whether it's a good season or a not-so-good season, think about your season. There are reasons in this season, and so you should, and I should, and we must be thoughtful. We can't just go right through it. You don't just zip right through it. You don't speed through it. You just you be thoughtful, live thoughtfully, not thoughtlessly, in a way that will honor the Lord. Understand what, how he wants us to live in this one and only season that is very much a part of our life. Another way to say it, I want to talk about what it looks like to savor the seasons. And you savor the seasons by maximizing the moments. What does it look like to savor the season? Because you can't do it all at once, right? You can't like, okay, I'm going to really savor and soak in this season. You can't do it all at once. The, re the way you savor the season that you're in is by maximizing the moments. It's exactly what Paul said. Make the most of every opportunity. Every opportunity in front of you, will you know it or not, admit it or not, even see it as an opportunity or not, is an opportunity for you to maximize the moments. We do it one moment at a time. The good moments and the not-so-great moments. We do it one moment at a time. And the reason this is a challenge for us is since we live so dang fast. We live fast. We just done, done, checkbox, checkbox, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And so we have to slow down to savor the seasons by maximizing the moments. Understanding that in every season, even the season you're in right now, there are things to enjoy and things to endure. When you are savoring the season and maximizing moments, there are things in this season of life that are going to be enjoyable. Now, obviously, if it's a good season, there's going to be lots to enjoy. But even if it's not a good season, there's going to be something to enjoy. So you find those things and you maximize those moments and you celebrate it and you soak them up and you mark those moments. But there's also things in every season that you'll have to endure yeah, we, we don't like it, but it's true. You just kind of hold on and you learn the best you can and you grow the best way you can and you just do the best you can. Let me time out just for a second. Listen, I want to tell you something that you may not have ever expected to hear in a church setting. I want to give you permission that all of us to be real human together. It's like we have another option. But you need to hear this. 
There are some seasons in your life, and some of you are in these seasons right now. And if you're not in a season like this right now, eventually one day you'll be in a season like this where your focus is just simply do the best you can. And that's okay. We have permission to do the best we can. Yeah, there's things to enjoy, to enjoy them. There's things to endure, so hang on and do the best you can. Are we going to have regrets? Yeah, eventually we'll have regrets. And maybe for some of you, you're so reluctant because you have so many regrets. But let me just, just encourage you. Whatever season you're in right now, start in this season. I know you may have missed it in the past. I know you got some. I know you look back and go, oh, I wish I could go back. And I wish I could change things and all that kind of stuff. And, and if we were honest, all of us have those things. But start right now in this season. Start right now. It's never too late to start right now savoring the season by maximizing the moments. Things to enjoy, things to endure. What does that look like? I'm going to help you do it. First of all, if you want to maximize moments to help you savor the season, you got to start by being honest. It's kind of an odd thing to say in church, right? Be honest. Be honest. In other words, whatever season you're in, name it. Call it what it is. Admit, this is the season that I'm in, and it's enjoyable, or I'm just hanging on and enduring it and doing the best I can. It's okay to say what it is. You need to say, this is the season that I'm in. Whether it's a good season or a not-so-great season, be honest about it. And the reason this is so important is because, and I don't know about you, um, non-Christian folks, people who are not followers of Jesus, we're glad you're here, and I, maybe you all do the same thing, but I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus, and a lot of you are followers of Jesus, and I know followers of Jesus pretty, pretty well. And here's what we do. We, we like to pretend, right? We, we, like to, we feel like it's more spiritual. When we're in a difficult season and someone says, hey, how are things going? We don't feel like we can say, it sucks. <laughs> so we go, oh, man, it's all good, bro. It's all good, man. Jesus is good. God's good. Hashtag blessed. It's all good. I'm blessed. This is all good. Right? And we feel like we can, you know, we, we got to, what? And here's the other thing. When things are really good, it's like we feel guilty. And because we know there are other people that are going through difficult things, so we don't say things are good. Now, it's good to be sensitive to the fact that other people are struggling while you're thriving. But if it's good, say it's good. Man, things are great. I don't know how long it'll last, but oh my goodness. I mean, it's like everything is just great right now. And so we're just really enjoying this. And if it's bad, say it. It's okay. Be honest. Be honest. Uh, my wife, Donna, and I are actually going through a very long, difficult hard, challenging season as it applies to her health. And it's been, a, many of you know that, and some of you have been so encouraging, and we appreciate you praying for us, but things are just, just not improving right now. And, and it's just like, wow, how long does this hang on? How long, has this been a long time? I mean, this is a long thing, and people will laugh. They ask me, you know, hey, how are things going? And I don't know if they expect me to, you know, say Bible verses back to them or, or whatever, but so, hey, how's Donna? And, and I'll say, actually, this has been a hard week. It's not good. She's really struggling. And I can just see this glazed look go over people's eyes sometimes as if, well, the pastor's not supposed to say that, right? Right, well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the best thing you do is just be honest. Start with that, be honest. Things are really good. Things are not so great. 
Be honest. Number two, be grateful. That sounds cliche, doesn't it? Okay, I get it. But it's not. You be grateful. Be grateful in this, whatever season you're in. Think about the season you're in and be grateful in that season. Because all of life is a gift. Even the parts of life you wish you could give back. All of life is a gift. This season you're in is a gift. And in every season, there's something that you can be grateful for. Some way you can be grateful in every season. I, I love the passage that Paul writes to a different group of Christians in the first century in the city of Thessalonica. He writes the letter of 1 Thessalonians, and towards the end of that letter, he says, Be grateful in all things. In everything, he said, give thanks. In everything. Now, notice he didn't say for everything. He just said, in everything. That's a big difference. Because there's a lot of bad stuff that we have to go through that I can't look at and go, I'm so grateful for this pain. I'm so grateful for this annoyance. I'm so grateful. No. But even though I may not be grateful for it, I can still find things to be grateful for in it. Right? See the difference? Like, in every, in every situation, there is at least something that you can look at and go... I'm grateful for that, even though I'm enduring this and I, I hate being here and I don't want to be here and I can't wait for this season to be over. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus here and be grateful. I'm going to be grateful in this way and in this way and in this way and in this way. You have to be intentional. Uh, all throughout the Old Testament, you see this time and time and time and time again where God's people will go through difficult seasons and they're enduring and he would tell them over and over again, remember, remember the great times, remember the good times, remember those days when it was really enjoyable, remember, remember, don't forget, don't forget. And so this is just a great opportunity for us to look at the season we're in, maximize the opportunity in front of us to live thoughtfully, wisely, not thoughtlessly, foolishly, and savor this season by maximizing the moments, the things to enjoy, there's things to endure. How do we do it? We're gonna be honest. If it's good, it's good. We're gonna let it be good. If it's bad, it's rough. We're gonna do the best we can. We're gonna get through it because they're just seasons. They come and go without permission, and without warning. And then we're going to be grateful. We're going to, be, we're going to find things and ways to be grateful. And then thirdly, be honest, be grateful, and be present. In other words, whatever season you're in, do that season. Whatever season you're in, do that season. Don't wish it away. Don't wait it away. Don't resent it away. Do that season. Maximize the moment. Savor the season. Be present. Now, that's easy when the seasons are great. It's very challenging when the seasons are not so great. But be intentional to be present. You know, a way that will help you be present in your current season is to talk about it. To talk about it with your, your spouse, your friends, your family, your kids, your parents. Talk about it with your circle, your family. Talk about it. This is a really, this is a really hard season we're in right now. This is a really tough season, isn't it? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a tough, tough, tough season. Or, oh, this is, ain't this a great season? I mean, isn't this so, this is so, oh, yeah, this is, this is a great season. Talk about it. And pray about it, right? Pray about it. Include it in your prayers. And like, thank God for this great season. God, thank you so much. There's just so much good going on. It's almost all oh, overwhelming. There's so much good stuff. 
And at the same time, if it's not good, say, oh, God, what's going on? God, we're barely hanging on here. God, all I can do is just the best I can do every single day. And God, you got to help me. And God, you got to give me strength. God, get me through the season. See, it helps you be present in the season. For some people, journaling helps them. Um, that, that's great if you're a journaler, you know, that's great. Other people, you take lots of pictures. I would encourage you, take lots of pictures. It's never been easier to take pictures than in our current day. I mean, we got them on our phones kind of thing. The good seasons and the not so good seasons. Find ways to be present. I, I, remember, I remember when um, our girls were smaller and growing up, uh, and I don't know how Donna found time to do this because I know she's very busy and just is like, you know, moms of younger kids, just going all over the place, doing all kinds of things. And, but I remember one day coming home and going into the kitchen and opening up the cabinet to get a glass for, you know, to get some water. And all of a sudden I noticed something different and there are now pictures inside our cabinet doors, our kitchen cabinet doors. You open up the, and there's pictures there. I'm like, what, what is this? And I noticed there were pictures of some of our latest family vacations and latest special moments, you know, with our kids and our family. And Donna had seen this as an opportunity to keep these moments in front of us so that we can be in the moment and be present. I thought it was genius, right? I mean, wow, what a great example of, of just be present. Find ways, find ways. Find ways. Be honest. Be grateful. Be present. I don't know what season you're in. Donna always did this a lot better than me. When I look back on seasons, I have, a, I have regret. I have regret. I lived way too fast for way too long. And did it in the name of Jesus because I was serving you know, the church kind of thing. But, but I look back and I'm going, gosh, I learned so much from my wife, Donna. She did this. She was not perfect. And, and she hates it when I talk about her on stage like this because she's not a stage person. She's not a spotlight person. She's a behind-the-scenes person. It's the way God made her. And so she enjoys kind of being in the background. But I, I've learned so much through the years about, about doing this well by watching her. And she used to do this thing with the girls when, when they were smaller and we were in the season of life. This was before, you know, they became teenagers and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, to everything. This was the season where they loved to play with you in constant play. Can you play with me? Can you play with me? Because Donna was great. She would play with the kids, play with the kids, play with the kids. And I should have played with the kids more. See, hear that regret? Thank you for being my counselor. But she would play and play and play. And she, she did this thing where, and I'm not sure how it started, other than this was her way even though I didn't know it then, see it then, this was her way of trying to savor the season and maximize this moment. She would play with the girls, and then after she was done playing, she would look at the girls, and, and, and she would, and I can, I can hear this, I can see this, she would look at them and say, I had so much fun. I had fun playing with you. I had fun playing with you. And then I could hear you know, the girls say it back to her, and I have fun playing with you. It's just like this moment of like, yay, we're playing. Now, you know, we're busy. We're on to other things. You can't perpetually play, but I had fun. And it became this thing. It became this thing. I would hear this over and over and over again. And eventually it became like this, this thing that they would kind of scream it at each other, right? I would be somewhere else in the house and all of a sudden I would hear from another room, I had fun playing with you. And they're screaming at each other and it was great. You know, I had fun playing with you. Savoring the season. And I just thought, man, they're losing it. I don't know what they're doing. Right? I didn't get it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Savoring the season. 
maximizing moments. I remember the day when we dropped Maggie, our youngest daughter, off at college, freshman year college. We had made it through right, the childhood years and all of the teenage drama and the, you know, the rolling of the eyes and the, I'm embarrassed to be in the same room with you and all, all the attitude and the drama. And we'd, we'd made it through that and here we are, gone into her dorm room, spent way too much money and way too much time decorating a dorm room. It's a dorm room. Oh, now it's all glamped out and it's, it's, it's great to go and it's time to say goodbye to leave her there and to come home. It was already beginning to get a little emotional and you know, the waterworks were starting and this hug and hug and hug and we walk outside, squeeze, take some pictures, you know, and I'm getting my wife, you know, I'm getting Donna to the car, you know, knowing here we go, here we go. And you know, baby, baby in the family, last, last child, off you go. We get in the car, Donna's crying. I'm trying to hold it together because somebody's got to drive us home. <laughs> so we circle the parking lot and we get ready to come out and drive away. And out of my peripheral vision, I see Maggie, 18 years old, running down the sidewalk, waving us down. And so we stop and she taps on the window. We roll the window down and she leans in and said, I had fun playing with you. And so we cried our way home. And for the next three days. Yeah. And then it dawned on me. That's what Donna was doing. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. We didn't get everything right. The savoring the season, maximizing the moments. That's what it's about. Let me give you something and then we're done, okay? Just take a picture of this. Take a picture of this so you can come back to it for later. I want to I give you three questions. Real easy, real easy. I don't know what season you're in, but let me ask you to ask yourself, what do I need to believe in this season? The season you're going through right now, what do I need to believe about myself? What do I need to believe about God more importantly than anything else? What do I need to believe? What do I need to accept as true? about my heavenly father and his love for me and that he is with me and that there is hope no matter what, that he's at work in my life. What do I need to believe? And, and then what do I need to say and do in this season? The season I'm in, whether it's a really good season, how do I maximize the moment, right? And savor the season by what do I need to say and do? Or if it's a really hard season with your marriage or with your kids or with your friends, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? Because you're only going to get this season once, right? And it's not going to come back. And that, that doesn't mean to be guilty. That's just empowering you, okay? Say what needs to be said. Do what needs to be done. Maximize it. And more importantly, how do I need to love? This is the best question, really. How do I need to love? Because it focuses on the who in the seasons and not the what is going on in the seasons. Often in the seasons of our lives, we get focused on the what, the what, the what is happening, what's not happening, what, what is and what's not, and what could be and what should be and what's not. And we get focused on the what. But you know, at the end of life, at the end of the capital season, the capital S season, at the end of our life season, you know, who, you know what we're going to be focused on? The who's, not the what. You, I, I, listen, I've, I've been with a lot of people at the end of their life. The who was the focus. And yeah, the what, the what's important, and they may talk about the what, but the only reason the what 
in the seasons of life matters at all anyway is because of the who that's with you. That's, that's what makes the what matters, the who. And so who do I need to love? How do I need to love the who's in my life in this season? At the end of the series, the TV series, The Office, that is a favorite of many of you, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, The Office. The very last season, the very last episode, the series finale, Ed Helms' character, Andy Bernard, says, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you actually left them. It's true, right? Well, there actually is a way. There actually is a way for you to believe and accept that this season of life that you're in right now is your life. And in ways you may or may not know, may or may not see, or may or may not understand the reasons for the season, this season that you're in right now is a part of your good old days. It really is. So be honest, be grateful, and let's be present to savor these seasons by maximizing the moments with each other. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you. Thank you for this reminder. We need it. I need it. We live so fast. We live so fast. We go from one thing to another. And the seasons, if we're not careful, will just pass right by us. And so, Father, even though we already have regret and, and there's no way to live without ultimately some regret, Lord, may we minimize our regret by maximizing the opportunities, the moments that we have in front of us and savor these seasons together. May we be honest with each other and the world around us and may we be grateful in even the things we may not be grateful for. May we be present and be intentional. Easy when things are enjoyable, very difficult when things are having to be endured and we're just doing the best we can. But Father, may we live full of thought and wisely and maximize these moments while we have them. You are faithful, you are good, and you are with us. And you make it all possible. In Jesus' name, amen.